Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. God's direction in our life is not just about who I should marry, what school to go to, should I take this job, sell this, do that. It is about all those things. But the bottom line is to use us to change our world for Jesus Christ. Because all those things go away. Paul's going over, not on a cruise ship, he's going over to preach the gospel. And bottom line, I want to hear God, because we have a mandate to make disciples throughout all the world. One of the problems we have is that we want to do what we want to do. That began with Adam and Eve and continues to this day. Even after we come to Christ, we struggle with wanting our will rather than what God wants us to do. The reason we fail many times when choosing our way, Pastor Mark teaches, is that we don't have the big picture of our life. God does. God, in His mercy, will allow us to fail until we realize that He knows better than we do. When we trust Him with our lives, really trust Him, He is free to bless us the way He always intended to, and we get to be used to advance His kingdom. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. He'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Philippians chapter 3 with his continuing study called How to Listen to God. So how did God speak to Paul? What did Paul hear to know that that was a closed door? And that was a closed door times too. Was it an inner prompting of the Spirit? Was it a word of knowledge from someone, from another person? Was it some kind of external circumstance? We don't really know. We don't know, but Paul knew God had closed two doors. He used all the senses he could. He couldn't turn to the Bible. And the Bible says, please do not go to Ephesus. So somehow, in verses 6 and 7, God had another plan and he closed the doors. Now, as that happened, what's Paul going to do? Is Paul going to get angry? He's going to say, God, well, thanks a lot, God. I'm trying to do the right thing. I'm not going anywhere. I'm going back home. Have a nice life, God. Or is Paul going to disobey and just say, I don't care what you say. I'm going to push that door open, baby. Watch me. Well, we'll see what Paul does, but I want to ask you a question. What do you and I do when God says no? Do I get mad? And just say, okay, God, I was meant to sing in the band. I'm supposed to be the lead person. But you know what they did? They put me in the back row of the choir for crying out loud. I'm quitting the choir. In fact, I'm leaving the church. Or you're dating an individual, and they're not a believer. And the black and white Bible says you can't marry an unbeliever. But you say, God, I know in my heart that guy or gal is the right person. 
But God says no to you. What do you do? You go ahead and marry him anyway? By the way, that's what pastors deal with mostly. Is counseling people who have disobeyed God. It's too late. It's a disaster. God restores. God forgives. But they live in their mess. We've all been there. Where are you at today? When God says no, he says no for a reason. When God postpones something, he does that for a reason. When we were trying to decide what to do in Melbourne, when we started the church 19 years ago, we went to 30 different properties trying to find a location. And we finally said to God, here's 192, and here's Minton. We will not go any farther south than 192, because we want to be in this area. God was laughing, because he moved us three quarters of a mile south just to go, really? <laughs> and then when we got to the property we were looking at, the individual I dealt with way back then twice told me, we will not sell the land to you. We're not interested in selling the land to you. I just felt God saying, no, there's an open door there. Just keep praying. Eventually, God opened this man's heart. And you guys in Melbourne, that's where you're sitting. On the land that God opened the door. I had to keep knocking the door. By the way, when it was all through, I got to go to the hospital and lead him to Christ just before he died. So it wasn't even about the land. It was about this guy coming to the Lord. Here in Vieira, the land you're sitting on was given to us on the day we were looking at three other pieces of property, which they've already told us you can have. Any one of those. So we had our mind, we're praying, we come down here, and God totally changed everything. And here you are. It's better than anything we were offered before. You see, God knows how to direct our life. So what will Paul do when he gets two no's? Take a look at verse 8. So they passed by Mysia, and they went down to Troas. So Paul obeyed. He followed a shepherd. He knew that God had something, so he just kept going. He didn't give up. He didn't get angry. He didn't get mad. He didn't leave the ministry. He headed down to the only direction he could go. He kept moving forward. I want you to write these three statements down. You see it here. In your life with God, you're going to have to understand these three keys. The life of a Christ follower requires three things. Ongoing sensitivity. It's not that I'm sensitive to hear God speak once. I have to continue to learn to hear him speak to me. Ongoing obedience. When he speaks to me, I don't argue with him. He's my shepherd. And last, (laughs) you're going to have to learn to be flexible. Because God's ways are not our ways. And I've learned this. Over the years, God's way is always best. If you can't get your head wrapped around this key that God has a better plan for you than any plan you could ever come up with yourself, you'll never hear God speak. Because you're spending your whole time arguing. Well, God, that's not really the way I see it. Who cares how you see it? God has a plan. And so I have to be ongoing sensitivity, ongoing obedience, and ongoing flexibility. Well, what happens at verse 9? Look what God does. Paul doesn't know. He's just moving forward. He doesn't know where he's going. Verse 9. During the night, Paul had a vision of a man in Macedonia. Macedonia is Europe. Macedonia is Europe. He wanted to go to Turkey. 
God's going to send him to Europe. He had a man in Macedonia standing and begging him. Come over to Macedonia. Come over to Europe. Preach the gospel to us. Help us. So what happened during the night? God honored Paul's obedience and gave him a supernatural vision. Number five way God speaks to us. God speaks to us through visions and dreams. Now, be careful. I'll give you some warnings about this. But all through the scriptures, we see visions and dreams. Satan knows how to give visions and dreams as well. The occult is filled with visions and dreams. But we're told in the book of Acts, chapter 2, in the last days, God will speak often with visions and dreams. Be careful. It's not weird. It's not because you had, oh, you had all this pizza last night, four pepperoni on, you got up and had this great vision in the morning. It's like off the wall. By the way, if you watch Christian TV, most of that is weird, totally off the wall. has nothing to do with the Word of God. That's not the God that gives that kind of vision. You probably don't know this. Maybe some of you do. But many of the Muslim people throughout the world that have no access to a Bible, they have no access to a preacher, many of them are coming to Christ. Because in the middle of the night, they received a vision like this. I've heard it over and over again. I got this vision. God said, the real God is speaking to you, not Allah. And in a few days, there'll be somebody coming to your town that will have truth. Listen to him. Here comes a, a missionary, hidden as a missionary, walking through town with a Bible. And they interact and they come to Christ. That's God. Do not in your life. Eliminate the supernatural. The world says it's ridiculous. Christian TV makes it weird. But the only reason you and I are saved today, it's supernatural. There's no way God can take your sins away instantly in a natural realm. That's impossible. What's going to happen in verse 10? Look at this. This is where it comes together. After Paul had seen the vision, we got ready at once to leave for Macedonia concluding that God had called us. So these four people get together, including Paul, and they kind of have an iron sharpening iron, and they're bouncing things back. They concluded that God had called us to preach the gospel in where? In Europe. Now, let's try to role play this out. Paul is traveling with three other people. He gets up in the morning, and he says, Guys, come here. i got to talk to you. God gave me a vision during the night. I know where we're going now. Can you hear the other three guys? I think we heard this twice before. But it was no. And it was no. Okay, Paul, you think you really heard God now? And he says, well, I had a vision. And God said, I'm going to do this. And so they sat down and iron sharpening iron, four of them together. The Spirit spoke to them and said, what? That was God speaking. See, that's huge. It was a group of four saying, it resonates with me. I believe that's what God's saying. And off they go to Europe. First time the gospel had really ever been to Europe. And by the way, if you're American, where do you think your Christianity came from? The obedience to this vision. Because Christianity came here through Europe. You should have said amen in there somewhere, but that's all right. Number six, 
You said, Pastor Mark, you told me five. I'm give you extra credit this morning. I give it number six. Here we go. Number six. God speaks through an inner peace. Paul tells us in Colossians, and let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. You see, Paul tells us that we can have an inner peace when determining God's direction. This calm can come to us regardless of the circumstances because we know God is leading. Let me just say this to you. Just like we can't understand really in our human minds the prompting of the Spirit to call somebody or stop and do something. I'll give you a great testimony of somebody in our body who God spoke to to give some clothes away that they had just bought. Wait till you hear it. But see, God knows how to... But how do I put a formula here for inner peace? I can't. Except that when you take the step, you'll know it's God speaking to you. So, because of all this, where does Paul go? I wanted to show you this, because we're studying the book of Philippians. Look where Paul goes. He was at Troas when he got the vision. He goes across the water, and what's the second town he comes to? Philippi. What is Philippi? Philippi is the book where Paul is writing to the church at Philippi, the Philippians. Paul went there. The jailer got saved. He's now in jail in Rome. We're studying the book of Philippi, uh, Philippians, and that's exactly where all that history was made. See, because Philip went to the Ethiopian eunuch, he went to Ethiopia. Because Paul obeyed God and went to, right up here, Philippi, Europe became evangelized. See, God's direction in our life is not just about who I should marry, what school to go to, should I take this job, sell this, do that. It is about all those things. But the bottom line is to use us to change our world for Jesus Christ. Because all those things go away. Paul's going over, not on a cruise ship, he's going over to preach the gospel. And bottom line, I want to hear God, because we have a mandate to make disciples throughout all the world. I want to say this last thing to you and then give you one more illustration. You want to write this down because you'll need this one. If you're a Christ follower, a closed door will lead to another opened door. When God closes one door, he will open another door. Because God is moving us from here to there. When he closes that door, there'll be another one open. I don't know when it'll open. That's God's timing. But God always opens a new door. Why? God goes forward. God goes forward. He's not interested in us sitting around. We have much to do, and we have to go forward. Remember, Paul said, I'm leaving those things behind, and I'm pressing forward. I'm going forward. And he's waiting for God to open doors. I know some of you are saying this morning, well, Pastor Mark, uh, I now see that God will speak to me in lots of ways, but I'm not really sure because I hear some other voices. How can I know it's really God speaking to me? I want you to see this illustration today. How would it be if you got up in the, tomorrow morning and you're going to make your spouse some coffee? 
but you don't have any filters. So you just pour the coffee in there, and it drips through into the cup. And your spouse gets up and looks, what is that? Grounds in the coffee, oil floating on the top. So I didn't have a filter. What you see is what you get. Do you remember the lion picture? That's what you're going to get. Who would want to drink that coffee? It's polluted. By the way, some of you don't know this. I know it because I had open heart surgery many, many years ago. If you do a lot of press coffee with no filter, it's bad for your cholesterol. It raises your LDL, your bad cholesterol, because it doesn't take the bad oils out. So let me just, I want you around for a while. So you can have pressed coffee once in a while. But most of the time, if you're going to have coffee, you have to have a paper filter in it. And when you do that, the grounds don't come through, the bitterness doesn't come through, and the oils don't come through. Well, let me ask you this morning. How can I differentiate this is my mind, this is my heart, this is my spirit? How can I differentiate between all the voices that are coming through? Am I really, am I really hearing God? Because what kind of voices do we hear? Well, we hear the voice of Satan. He speaks all the time to us. Remember, Jesus had a great encounter with him as he started his ministry. Satan just said to him, hey, you can bike past the cross, baby. And just come and serve me. You don't have to go to the cross at all. And then I don't only have that, but I have the world system that says, some of you are dealing with that this morning. You don't want to follow this God thing because you want possessions. You want, well, you want pleasure. You want position. And the only thing that's going to satisfy you is power. So I'm not really interested in hearing God. See, that's the world system trying to say, here's the voice, here's the voice. Here's... That's the one who says, i got to lie to get my promotion. And then I have Mark Balmer speaking. Well, I know what God wants that, but I really want this. You know what I'm talking about. And so all those voices are coming to us. Well, how can I determine, if I'm hearing all those voices, which one of those voices? The inner promptings? The circumstances? Another person speaking to me? The inner peace? How can I really determine if that's real or, or is that from one of these other voices? I have to put a filter in my life. And everything I hear has to come through this filter. What is the filter? It's the Word of God. Everything I hear must first be run through the black and white principles of God's Word. Why do you think our churches and most Christians are totally confused about hearing God speak? Because they don't know the Word of God. That's why we're teaching you the Word of God. Because you can hear God speak to you. But to really make sure it's not something else, I have to know His Word. Let me share with you a great principle. Do you know that God can speak through people? Hopefully you know that. I'm speaking to you today. I'm not God, but I'm speaking to you. Amen? I'm speaking to you. God's speaking for me to you. Amen? 
One day, Jesus, he's up in Caesarea Philippi, and Jesus turns to his disciples and he says, Hey, who, who do people say I am? And they give him all these deals. And finally he says, Well, who do you guys say I am? And Peter goes, Wow, you're the Christ. You're the Messiah. You're the anointed one. And Jesus turned to him and he says, Peter, I know you. That didn't come from you. God spoke to you the truth. See, God can take people and speak truth to our life. A couple minutes later, Jesus said to his disciples, You're right, I am the Messiah, and by the way, I'm going to the cross. And what's the next thing that came out of Peter's mouth? Oh, no, you're not. You're not going to die. The Messiah doesn't die. What did Jesus say to Peter? Peter, that was Satan speaking through the same mouth that a moment ago God spoke through. It was a believer that was speaking the lies of Satan. So how do I filter that out? How do I know that you're not speaking for Satan? I want to know you're speaking from God. How do I know it? You're the Word of God. Why? Because the minute Jesus heard Peter say, you're not going to the cross, he knew that was a lie from the pit of hell. Because God had already said he was going to the cross. We have to know the Word of God. And I want to end with this verse this morning because you need to understand this. If you're here, God's written word, God's written word is the ultimate filter. God's written word is the ultimate filter to all the voices speaking to us. Let's learn his word. Let's understand his word. When you read it, God will give you illustrations. God didn't give us his word and go, have a nice life. It's so confusing, you'll never get it in a million years. No, Paul said to Timothy, Timothy, teach, preach the word. Because in the last days, people will not want to hear the word. They will want to hear things that tickle their ears, which simply means they want somebody to say to them, you can do whatever you like. Oh, hallelujah. Where's that church? I'm going right there. But the Bible says there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof is death. So we go back to the written word of God, God's mind. Let me show you this verse again. You quoted this verse earlier, but I want you to understand as I read it, You're a sheep. You have a shepherd who wants to lead you. And the way he leads us is he speaks to us. I've given you, last week and this week, six ways he speaks to us. The only way for you to grow and understand those is to practice them. Practice listening. Just say, God, I'm confused. Speak to me. He will. Today we learned about how God used a vision to give the Apostle Paul directions and sent him to Macedonia, which was how the gospel was introduced to Europe. Pastor Mark reminded us that God wants us to share his message of salvation to all that we know. He will give us guidance on how to best accomplish our part of the Great Commission. 
Lessons for Living is the teaching ministry of Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. We have multiple campuses to reach those living in Melbourne, Sebastian and Vieira. All campuses meet each weekend and on Wednesdays to spend time collectively raising our voices in worship to our Most High God and studying the truth and blessings found in His Word. For more information, directions, and service times, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on the church link at the bottom of the page. This concludes part two of Pastor Mark's message, How to Listen to God. Next time, Pastor Mark will begin part three. He'll recap what we've learned to this point about the ways God speaks to us, and he'll begin to focus on how we can learn to be receptive to God's voice. We will learn what it is we need to do to become the kind of people who are accustomed to receiving messages from God. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in, and may God bless you. And together, let's do life right. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.